Is it on? It said it was on last time. I don't understand what's going on here. Are you sh- But, like, I want to be sure because I don't have all the time in the world. I know. I was, I'm trying to improve the quality of the audio on the podcast. I do appreciate your proactive... Yeah, you're not doing any technical approach. stuff. <laughs> but we haven't had any audio complaints. I know, but I, I grew up in radio and... and it sounded a little hollow the, the last few times. Right. Well, hopefully, you'll still find my stories funny again. <laughs> the second time through? <laughs> right. Okay. So, Jamie, were you anywhere interesting on Thursday night? <laughs> so, I went to the White House Christmas party, or one of the White House Christmas parties, because there are many. This was the broadcast media one. And you on Thursday morning were telling me how you you were thinking this through and you know that you have, whether it's six seconds or 10 seconds or 20 seconds with the Obamas. So what do you do? Do you tell a funny joke? Right. You had recommended saying like great decorations. Did I? Yeah. Like great Christmas tree lighting. You overruled that. Yeah, what, what, even though that would have been a good thing to say. What were you? What was your moment going to be with them? What were you going to say? I wasn't sure. I was actually more geared towards what can I say to Michelle and sort of fangirl on her a little bit about being the strong, powerful woman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you get there. There's a whole process where the military attaches line you up. Yeah, and so you literally, you're given a red, white, and blue card for the order of your group. And so we get in line, and you wait in line. This and, is for, and this is all for just for the meet and greet. That's just for the photo like that, op. That's the only thing the Obamas do at this party. Yes. There's no speech. There's no welcoming. There's no mingling. There's photo taking. So we get in line. You're escorted room to room to room to room. Finally, you get to the last room, and they say, the Obamas are in the next room. We're going to take your bag. This is the last mirror that you're going to see, so do your lip gloss touch-ups. <laughs> And so I was really concerned about Brian. I kept saying, make sure that you know how you're going to smile. Make sure your suit is right. And he was saying he was going to do some, like, media criticism joke. And I was like, don't be that guy. Don't make it awkward. Because I'm the one that's, like, cool at a party. Talk to anyone. Everything is smooth. But you said your heart's starting to race a little bit. and and Yeah. So I started – it started to feel like I was in spin class. And I got – I was getting really over, overly joyed, and I finally step into the room, and I get totally starstruck, and that has never happened to me before <laughs> in my whole life, and I've met right, vague big Hollywood stars. people. Yeah, and people that I love and worship in one way or another, and... So what did you say? So we walk up, and the president says, and they're smiling, and they look beautiful, and they're so tall, by the way, and... They say, hey, y'all having fun up there? And I say, yeah. And then what? And that was it. That was the the only thing you managed to say? My one word (laughs) to the leader of the free world. And at the end, I thought I said thank you to Michelle as we were escorted away. Mm -hmm. Brian then told me this whole conversation that transpired without me. And I have no recollection of it. Oh, so he at least stepped up and had a moment with them. Oh, yeah. He was the one I was worried about, and he totally took over for us. And apparently we're talking about staying at the party late, make sure you drink, make sure you eat. And they were being really accommodating. I completely blacked out. The photo looks good. It does. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to frame it. Now I have 
a picture and a story. It's on Jamie's Instagram and, and Twitter if you're looking for it. I made it my pinned tweet. Do you have oh. a pinned tweet? I've never really done the pinned tweet. I think I maybe underused the tweet pinning yeah. technology. I thought about it might be a good idea to pin one of our show or podcast tweets. Oh, that's that's a good idea. That way, whenever anyone comes to your the feed... The first thing they see is how to subscribe to the right. podcast. So that they can take part in this every week. And while we're on that, yeah. we should say this again at the end, and the end of every podcast. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Mm-hmm. Not only should we tell people to subscribe, but we should tell people to like it and rate it and comment on it. Because that helps the standing in iTunes. You just told them, but we'll yeah. tell them again at the end. Okay. You must have a good crazy warm weekend because you were traveling yeah i thought i was getting away to the warm place have you ever done that before it's the worst thing have you feel like if you're gonna leave new york and go on a trip to somewhere warmer you want the weather in new york to be terrible to be miserable right like you you want it to be good enough that your flight gets out on time yes and then it can be miserable the whole time and then you want to be good enough that your flight gets back on time yep so you we were here essentially having spring in december and you were flying to Vegas thinking... I was going to lay by the pool and get away and be making everybody jealous. Right. It's, now, December in Vegas is is by no means guaranteed sunny warm. Yeah, but you're leaning towards a strong possibility of warm, nice weather. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I was I, in a leather jacket. I was shaking <laughs> and I was watching Brian's show outside with hand warmers. To, re- to rewind the Republican presidential debate in Vegas being hosted by CNN. As part of that, Jamie's husband, Brian, hosted his show there on Sunday. Correct. So you were immersed in the the world of the Venetian. Yes. And it was awesome. We only left to go check out other casinos, and I'm actually glad we did to get outside for a minute, because otherwise you're in this world where you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time it is, the temperature remains the same, there's always people at the at the tables gambling. Right, the casino deliberately doesn't have clocks because they don't right. want you to realize or how windows. much time you've wasted. I, I did a, a conference. I was, I was at the Venetian for a three-day conference a couple of years ago. And literally for the three days, I didn't breathe outdoor air. air. Yeah. And in fact, like, I breathed the, the smoking oh, air. Oh, this was a whole thing. So Right. When was the last time you were somewhere that there was indoor smoking? So I didn't know that you could still smoke in a Vegas casino. And literally five minutes after we got there, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> I then unpacked my suitcase, suitcase last night and put everything right in the dry clean pile. It smells. It's really bad. Oh, yeah. It's really... I find that really offensive. But... In the mall part and whatever, people aren't smoking. So you have to go and check out, like, the expensive, crazy shops and all the restaurants are big, trendy, loud restaurants. Were you hanging out with Donald Trump? (laughs) No, he wasn't there yet. And I kind of really wanted to see him, even though I'm not really a fan of his. But just because I think that he's an exciting person right now. The craziest Trump story this week is this doctor. Yes. The, The Donald Trump's doctor is uh, 69-year-old Harold Bornstein. He's been Trump's doctor since 1980. And you would swear that Donald Trump wrote his own medical evaluation. The doctor put out, he wanted everybody to know, as is the custom in these cases, you know, he's, he's a healthy man, you elect him to be president, he, he will be able to serve the entire term. Right. So it was the most boastful 
Trump-esque statement Yeah, read ever. what it said. Okay. Uh, first of all, he said, uh, I have uh, reviewed Donald Trump's medical records, and they show only positive results. The laboratory test results and his blood pressure are astonishingly excellent. <laughs> and, and then he goes on to say that uh, he doesn't believe... Uh, if elected, Mr. Trump, I can state unequivocally, will be the healthiest individual ever elected to presidency. As if he has been <laughs> the one doing the presidential doctor analysis for all the it's possible It's like Abraham candidates. Lincoln days. <laughs> I just think that we are the idiots for acting surprised that Donald Trump would have a doctor like that. Because so. everything about no, him it, is like the huge, the no, best, the greatest. I, I know he has the best golf course in the world, and Mar-a-Lago is the finest residence <laughs> in the world. But, but this guy's a doctor. He's a, I mean, he, he seems to be a legitimate doctor. He does, and I love that the hospital tweeted and said that he was speaking on behalf of his patient. He has nothing to do with us. The opinions have nothing to do with us. Yeah, Lennox, he works with Lennox, Lennox Hill. <laughs> yeah. And Lennox Hill made a point of saying that... Uh, the do- Dr. Bornstein is speaking uh, of his own view. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to distance themselves. Yeah. So the premiere of Star Wars was the other night in L.A. And, and people have bought their tickets already. Are you a Star Wars fan? No. I'm not. You're, I just I'm don't not, really you're not, care. not a Star Wars fan? I just don't really care either way. So I'm not very good at understanding... Which of the Star Wars movies were before the other ones, and which oh, were yeah. the prequels and the sequels? sequels. Uh, no, I don't get it. I'll yeah. be happy when the hype dies down because it's a lot right now. I hope it just stands on its own, though. Because if I end up going, yeah, I don't. I don't want to have to remember what happened in the other ones. I just want to right. I don't well, want to explain should, it to my kids. They should do like a five or ten minute sort of teaser trailer video like catching you up. Previously on Star Wars. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has done that actually. Yeah, probably ruin it. Yeah. There was this other story that you love that you were telling me about this. Oh, I was, I was ranting about this because this town in North Carolina has announced that it's banning solar farms. No more solar panels in this town in North Carolina. Because they're worried that it's soaking up all the sun and there'll be none left. <laughs> like, I don't even... Where, where do you even begin? Well, when, when they start making political decisions based on no facts at all and on stupidity, where do you even begin? That we're, we're trying to, to clean up the planet. We have all these countries meeting in Paris to have a climate change summit and, and try to promote more renewable energy. And we have people banning solar panels because they're using up all the sun. Last time I checked, that's not how it works. <laughs> I just don't even understand where where they're coming from, where to even begin well, with obviously that. Obviously, they don't understand either. Yeah. It's really a shame. As a Canadian, are you like, you're over it? I'm not trying to make it into a Canadian-American no, thing. No, but I think like as I'll, Americans... I'll make, I'll make Donald Trump into a Canadian-American thing. <laughs> when you, did you see the Prime Minister Canada on the weekend? You know what he did when they they they, oh, they, yeah. they flew in a, a 193 Syrian refugees on a plane. Yes. They land them in Toronto, and what happens? Not only did, did like the nice people from the immigration service meet them, the prime minister fly comes to the airport himself to meet the refugees and hand out winter coats. I love Canada. I mean, you do need a winter coat in 
Well, not this year, but most years in, <laughs> in December you need a I also coat. love Toronto, but that's a subject for another time. Yeah. What, uh, is there anything else on our list? Yeah. Your subway tweet last night, I always love a ranty subway tweet. So I'm on the L train. The L train was terrible yesterday, like both directions. I came in to do some Christmas shopping, like three o'clock. And I'm on the L train on the way home. Finally it comes. It's so crowded because it was delayed. And and this female conductor gets on. She adds to the stand clear of the closing doors recorded (laughs) announcement. and, And she says, don't just use the door in front of you. There's 64 doors on this train. Use them. Are there 64 doors? Well, this was because uh, <laughs> as we're making our way to Bedford Avenue from there, there's a big discussion around me about, wait, 64. And, and so then we're like, okay, there's two panels to each door and there's four per car. So if there's eight cars. So she's talking that, about both sides. Well, I think what, uh, no, because I, I think what she was talking about was both sides. And then almost like she was hearing these conversations in the train at the first Avenue stop, she comes on and says, It's 64 doors for the whole train. (laughs) It's 32 on each side. (laughs) I like that she clarified herself. That is is a smart woman right there. Because she knows New Yorkers and she knows exactly what they would go and fact check her. And hate her for messing up by whatever amount. I do like that. Well, you know what I kind of love about it? Is that this is somewhere where the subway conductor can still yell at you. (laughs) Right. No, because they... They've tried to put on those canned announcements that have no personality. That are terrible. Well, they're not terrible. It's, just, it's sometimes fun to have somebody say, use them all. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have someone speak clearly at all. Oh, yeah. No, she was clear. I mean, I, I actually don't ride the subway all that often because of my hours. But when I do and you get the... Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm lucky. I can figure it out. I know the system. I know where to go. I know another way to get there. As I joined into the the 64-door conversation next to me, (laughs) one of the two guys recognized me, and he said, was this going to be a topic with you and Jamie tomorrow? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) You also, I I noticed from your Subway tweets, do you stand on the chair to get your picture? Are you just that tall? No, I'm just, I'm taller than you. And what do you do? I'm not going to stand, stand on the subway bench with my no. grimy feet. Well, I was hoping that you didn't, no. but your picture looks like you're hanging from the ceiling. No. You just put your arms all the way up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you get like a good look at the right. Whole I'm car. six feet tall, but I can I can touch the roof in a subway car. I but don't you ever do that when when there's no pole to hang onto? You just reach up and hold the roof. No, I'm five foot one. No, I can barely even reach the pole. When you stand there and you're trying to hold on, I can't reach that pole. So you know how people, I don't know if you know this, but I've seen it on Twitter before when people are ranting about couples that like hold on to each other on the subway. They're like, oh, give me a break. Leave it alone. It's your commute. But I sometimes have to hold on to Brian because I don't. Brian is your subway pole. (laughs) Because I'm too short and I can't reach the tall one. And if there's too many people around (laughs) the one that's closest to me, I can't. That's cute. But it's may you hung it. May you use each other for subway support forever. <laughs> well, on that note, um, we'll keep doing these mini podcasts, especially because we don't have another ninety-two I show till the end of January. So we'll keep doing these instead of just excerpting the show. Yes, I. 
I would tell you who's on the January show, but it's still a month and a half away. Yeah. So we're still working. Actually, if you have ideas, oh. in addition to comments about the podcast and, and like the podcast and tell your friends, if you have people you'd like to see on the show and you want to come out on January 28th. Yeah. Let us know. Fire, fire the names over. Yeah, you they have, can. They have to be New Yorkers. They got, it's got to be real New York stories. People who are funny. People yeah, who are entertaining. Yeah, someone who you think is interesting or unique in some way or has a funny story to tell. You can get in touch with us. Twitter is easy. Or you can email us through our website, patandjamie.com. And that's where you can also buy tickets and subscribe to the podcast and, you know, get involved in the whole Pat and Jamie world. Okay, now I'm going to see if this thing worked. Oh, God. This actually, I think, was funnier than the first time around. <laughs> that's true. That's why we did it twice. <laughs> All right, we'll see you all soon. <laughs>